0: Section 21 of The Golden Gems of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Raj from California. The Golden Gems of Life by Emery Adams Allen and S.C. Ferguson. Section 21. Self-Confidence both poetry and philosophy are prodigal of eulogy over the mind which rescues itself by its own energy from a captivity to custom which breaks the common bonds of empire and cuts a on over mountains of difficulty for its own purposes whether of good or of evil we cannot help admiring such a character it is a positive relief to turn from the contemplation of those relying on someone else for a solution of the difficulties that surround them to those who are strong in their own self-reliance, who, when confronted with fresh trials and difficulties, only put on a more determined mien and more resolutely apply their own powers to remove the obstacle so unexpectedly put in their way. There is no surer sign of an unmanly and cowardly spirit than a vague desire for help, a wish to depend to lean upon somebody and enjoy the fruits of the industry of others in the assurance of strength there is strength and they are the weakest however strong who have no faith in themselves or their powers men often conquer difficulties because they think they can their confidence in themselves inspires confidence in others the man who makes everything that conduces to happiness to depend upon himself and not upon other men on whose good or evil actions his own doings are compelled to hinge has adopted the very best plan for living happily this is the man of moderation the possessor of manly character and wisdom by self-reliance is not meant self conceit the two are widely different Self-reliance is cognizant of all the ills of earthly existence and it rests on a rational consciousness of power to contend with them. It counts the cost of the conflict with real life and calmly concludes that it is able to meet the foes which stand in frowning array on the world's great battlefield. Self-conceit, on the other hand, is a vainglorious assertion of power. It knows not the real difficulties it has to contend with and is too supercilious to inquire into them. It rejects well meant offers of counsel or assistance. It feels about taking advice the unhappy possessor of such a trait of character is far from being a self-reliant man it has been said god never intended that strong independent beings should be reared by clinging to others like the ivy to the oak for support the difficulties hardships and trials of life the obstacles one encounters on the road to fortune are positive blessings they knit his muscles more firmly and teach him self-reliance just as by wrestling with an athlete who is superior to us, we increase our own strength and learn the secret of his skill. All difficulties come to us, as Bunyan says of temptation, like the lion which met Samson. The first time we encounter them, they roar and gnash their teeth, but once subdued, we find a nest of honey in them. Peril is the very element in which power is developed. Don't rely upon your friends nor rely upon the name of your ancestor. Thousands have spent the prime of life in the vain hope of help from those whom they called friends, and many thousands have starved because they had a rich father. Rely upon the good name which is made by your own exertions and know that better than the best friend you can have is unconquerable determination of spirit united with decision of character seek such attainments as will enable you to confide in yourself to rise equal to your emergencies strive to acquire an inward principle of self-support help yourself and heaven will help you should be the motto of every man who would make himself useful in the world or carve his way to riches and honour it is an old saying he who has lost confidence can lose nothing more the man who dares not follow his own independent judgment but runs perpetually to others for advice becomes at last a moral weakling and an intellectual dwarf such a man has not self within him and believes in no self but goes as a suppliant to others and entreats of them one after another to lend him theirs He is, in fact, a mere element of a human being and is born about the world an insignificant cipher unless he desperately fastens to other floating and supplementary elements with which he may form a species of incorporation resembling a man. Any young man who will thus part with freedom and the self-respect that grows out of self-reliance and self-support is unmanly neither deserving of assistance nor capable of making good use of it hardship is the native soil of manhood and self-reliance opposition is what we want and must have to be good for anything men seem neither to understand their riches nor their own strength of the former they believe greater things than they should of the latter much less self-reliance and self-denial will teach a man to drink off his own cistern and eat bread from his own kitchen and learn to labour truly to get his living and carefully to expend the good things committed to his care every youth should be made to feel that if he would get through the world usefully and happily he must rely mainly upon himself and his own independent energies young men should never hear any language but this. You have your own way to make, and it depends upon your exertion whether you starve or not. Outside help is your greatest curse. It handicaps efforts, stifles aspirations, shuts the door upon emulation, turns the key upon energy. The custom of making provisions to assist worthy young men in obtaining an education is often a positive evil to the recipient the germ of self-reliant energy which else would have done so much for his material good is stifled in its growth by the mistaken kindness of benevolent beings and no mental acquisitions can compensate any young man for loss of self-reliance. It is not the men who have been reared in affluence who have left the most enduring traces on the world. It is not in the sheltered garden or the hot house, but on the rugged alpine cliffs where the storms beat most violently, that the toughest plants are reared. Men who are trained to self-reliance are ready to go out and contend in the sternest conflicts of life while those who have always leaned for support on others around them are never prepared to breast the storms of adversity that arise self-reliance is more than a passive trust in one's own powers it shows itself in an active manner it demonstrates itself in works it is not ashamed of its pretensions but invites inspection and asks recognition because there is danger of invoicing yourself above your real value It does not follow that you should always underrate your worth. Because to be conspicuous, honoured and known, you should not retire upon the centre of your own conscious resources. You need not necessarily be always at the circumference. An excess of modesty is well nigh as bad as an excess of pride. For it is, in fact, an excess of pride in another form though it is questionable if this be not more hurtful to the individual and less beneficial to society than gross and unblushing vanity it is true we all patronize humility in the abstract and when enshrined in another we admire it it is a pleasure to meet a man who does not pick our vanity or thrust himself between us and the object of our pretensions there is no one who if questioned would not be found in the depths of his heart secretly to prefer the modest man proportionally despising the swaggerer who goes unbidden to the head of the feast but while such is our deliberate verdict when taken to task in the matter it is not the one we practically give the man who entertains a good stout opinion of himself always contrives somehow to cheat us out of a corresponding man, and we are too apt to acquiesce in his assumption, even though they may strike us unpleasantly. Nor need this excite our surprise. The great mass of men have no time to examine the merits of others. They are busy about their own affairs, which claim all their attention. They cannot go about hunting modest worth in every nook and corner those who would secure their good opinion must come forward with their claims and at least show their own confidence by backing them with vigorous assertions if therefore a man of fair talents arrays his pretensions before us if he duns and presters us for an admission of his merits obtruding them upon us we are forced at last to notice them and unless he fairly disgusts us by the extravagance of his claims shocking all sense of decency we are inclined to admit them even in preference to superior merits which their possessor by his own actions seem to underrate it is too often cant by which indolent and irresolute men seek to lay their want of success at the door of the public well-matured and well-disciplined talent is always sure of a market provided it exerts itself but it must not cover at home and expect to be sought after. there is a good deal of cant too about the successes of forward and impudent men while men of retiring worth are overlooked but it usually happens that those forward men have that valuable quality of promptness and activity, without which worth is a mere inoperative quality. The conclusion of the whole matter is that in this busy, bustling period of the world's history, self-confidence is almost an essential trait of character in one who means to get along well and win his way to success and fortune. This may exist entirely independent of self-conceit, the two being by no means necessarily concomitant. He must remember that he cannot expect to have people repose confidence in his ability unless he displays confidence in them himself. If poverty be his lot and troubles and discouragements of all kinds press upon him, let him take heart and push resolutely ahead, cultivating a strong self-reliant disposition. By so doing, he will rise superior to misfortune. He will learn... To rely on his own resources to look within himself for the means wherewith to combat the ills that press upon him. By such a course of action, he takes the road which most surely leads to success. End of section 21. Self-confidence. Recording by Raj from California.